caught with straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then pop models. Uh -huh. Caught with yeah. straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Hello and welcome everybody to the inaugural Champagne Athletics Podcast. We are calling it The Fizz. Why are we calling it The Fizz? Because that's what I just thought of. If you have a better name idea, let me know, but we're probably going to stick with The Fizz. Uh, my name is Frank. Um, I'm guessing if you're here right now, you've seen the website, the blog, whatever the, whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh, maybe the Instagram you follow. You know, or maybe you just know me. Maybe you're just being a friend or you're my mom. But for those of you, you know, who don't know me or know anything about it, um, let's, let's give a little background on what we got here. Champagne Athletics launched as a shitty blog website thing and Instagram on January 1st, 2017. So we've been at it for, you know, a couple months now, a few months. And... You know, I've ha I've enjoyed writing some articles. I've enjoyed shoot doing, you know, uh, crappy little short videos on Instagram Live, and I decided that I wanted to push Champagne to the next level, whatever that meant. So there's two things I decided to do. One of them was start this podcast. So here it is, in all its glory, the podcast is started. And the second thing I wanted to do was I want to sell a t-shirt with Steve Eiserman's face on it and have a percentage of the proceeds go to charity. Um, right now I'm tied up. I want it, it would sound professional to say like I'm tied up in a legal battle, but I'm, I'm really not. I can't really sell the shirt until I get approval or a write off from Steve Eiserman himself to say like, yeah, go ahead, sell my likeness for charity. So I'm in the process of like trying to get in contact with his agent to sign off on the t-shirt thing. It's been moving slow. Um, I also do have a full-time job. Um, so if anybody who does actually follow the Champagne Instagram, which is at Champagne Athletics, um, you know, that's why I haven't done a daily LCA in the past few days. Um, that's why the blogs have been slow. And that's no excuse. I'm not here to make excuses. I know I wouldn't want to listen to a guy who makes excuses, so we're not going to make excuses. I'll just be better. How's that? I will just be better. So to this point, um, you know, we're towards the end of July here. Champagne Athletics, uh, you know, 1,400-ish followers on Instagram. The highlights of running this so far was when I first launched, I wrote an article about Steve Ott and his wife Erica Ott. Uh, that gained some hard traction because Erica Ott said she liked the article. She shared it. It was great. I got really excited. Um, you know, and then Steve Ott, got, Steve Ott got traded later that year. But that was a highlight. Another highlight. Uh, even bigger than Erica Ott. We got Kelly B. Stafford, the queen of Detroit, to acknowledge like and follow Champagne Athletics because of an article I wrote on Stafford um, and his kids. Um, so that was awesome. Kelly B., I love you. Your twins are beautiful. 
Um, and you know, I saw your Instagram post today where you keep saying where where, where you said uh, you know Matthew just keeps getting hotter. I gotta agree. Guy looks great. He looks great. Amen to you, Kelly B. Stafford. Thank you for the support. Um, additionally, Justin Verlander uh, is my best friend. Um, if you guys didn't know, we go way back. Um, we've been buddies since grade school. I used to go over his house, and we used to play play pogs and video games. That was pretty much what me and Justin Verlander uh, would do. He commented on a photo of himself um, in the water, um, kind of laughing at himself, like making fun of his body and the watch he had on. Um, I thought we had a good thing going there. Thought maybe he would follow me. Maybe me and my girlfriend could go out on a double date with him and Kate Upton. That hasn't come to fruition yet. Little disappointed at where that friendship's gone. There's been, I've made a few references to him you know, and Kate Upton that he probably wouldn't like. So I don't really blame him for not being friends with me. I just think... You know we're missing out on a on a great on a great friendship opportunity. Um, other than that, you know I got Tatar's model girlfriend. I think she's liked a few things, nothing wild, but she's definitely shown some love. And basically, you know we're just trying to we're trying to grow this thing. You know I hope I hope there's a day where I'm sitting across this table from the likes of you know Michael Fulmer and Thomas Tatar. But right now it's just me. Uh, a notebook, a laptop, and a microphone, um, which has got to just be absolute hell for you, the listener. And since uh, podcasts are all audio-based, you know, I want to give you, the listener, more of a visual of what, of who you're listening to. Um, so let me just give you a rundown of the visuals of Frank, Frank Cerise, your host of Champagne Athletics. So I, I stand roughly about, you know, 5'8", uh, not a real menacing figure. Um, I'm weighing in at about a cool 145 pounds. I've been the same same weight since I was probably a probably a junior in high school. Um, I can't put on weight. Can't can't really lose any weight. Um, I essentially have the body frame of an eighth grader, of maybe a large eighth grader, or maybe even just like a normal sized eighth grader. Um, so I'm about the size of an eighth grader, um, but then when you get to my get to my face, um, it ages quickly. Um, it's outside of the eighth grader range, and that's that's for sure. Um, I got an Italian beak, um, and below that, um, you know, I got a pretty ugly, ugly grill of teeth um, from you know coffee stained, just lack of maintenance. Um, there's a dead tooth that sits right in the front of my face. Um, one of the main front teeth. I took a puck right to the mouth um, during beer league hockey up up, up at college. Um, you know, you get to college, you get all excited, so much freedom. I was so shit-faced playing this game of hockey, and it was the, one of the first games I ever played without a full cage on because I didn't have to. Why would I wear the cage? And I was screening in front of the net, and my buddy just took a clap bomb from the hash marks about 15 feet away, and just it just smoked me right in the mouth. Uh, you know, cloud of cloud of blood pop, poofs up, um, emergency root canal, all that shit. But they kept it. I had to keep the tooth in. They said I could keep the tooth, but they said it's going to be like completely dead by the time, you know, you're around, you know, 28, 30. Um, and it doesn't look too bad until I point it out 
Yeah, it's just discolored. But you know, once I point it out, it's like all you—it's all you can notice. It's all you can notice is the dead tooth on my face. Um, probably, you know, the highlight—the highlight of my face going on here is uh, my head of hair. You know, you look at me dead on, and you're like, oh, you know, he's got hair. You know, maybe his hairline's a little back, but he's got hair. But if you can get an aerial view of me, it's—it's it's real thin. It's, it's really thin and out up top. Um, not hard to get an aerial view. Again, only 5'8". Um, only 5'8". Uh, real thin up top. Um, I've been slapping Rogaine on my noggin for about three, four months now. I think I've gone through three bottles. Um, I don't think it's helped 1%. I think that shit is totally a ruse, but they got me. I keep using it day in, day out. Um, but nope. I think, uh, I think you know by the time I'm 30... I'll have to have the, the dead tooth replaced, and, uh, you know, I'll just be a bald guy. Um, you know, every, all my uncles are bald. Dad's bald. You know, they got that, that theory. It's like, oh, it's the dad on your, on your mom's side. I, I just think it's bullshit. Like, everyone, in, everyone on, my, on my dad's side is bald. I'm going to be fucking bald. You know, I'm not too jacked about it, but I've been preparing for this pretty much my whole life. And now that you've gotten the uh, very unfortunate physical rundown of myself, I will give you the very unexciting uh, personal background. My name is Frank Cerise. I was born and raised in Detroit proper, East English Village to be exact. Uh, I went to an all-boys Catholic high school uh, where you get the ninja-like ability to draw a dick on anything that one of your friends owns if they're not keeping guard of it. Um, you know, that means... Dicks on notebooks, dicks on textbooks, backpacks, shirts. Hell, they're, they're fucking lunch bags. Anything you can find that you could draw a dick on, you dicked. That was just kind of the, uh, the rule of going to an all-guys Catholic high school. Sure, there might be some guys that say, like, we didn't do that. It's like, bullshit. Well, then you got dicked. You know, there's a lot of dicks going on. It's an all-dick school. Dicks get drawn on everything. Um, I got a little too into that. I apologize. Um, from there, I went on to college. Um, I was debating whether I was going to tell you guys what college I went to because I didn't want to split my audience. Um, but you know what? I don't give a shit. I loved college so much, and I loved the college I went to. Um, I went to Michigan State, and it was the greatest place on earth. It was heaven. I would go back if I could. I never would have left. Um, I would still be there uh, on Thursday nights, drinking out of a $2 pitcher at Rama, and then roll into Rick's late night, fall down the stairs, and then drink myself some Long Island iced teas until I couldn't see. Um, it's no secret I like to drink. Um, me and my friends do it quite a bit. We basically just like drink and watch sports. Um, that's essentially my life. I lived out in, two sh uh, I lived out in Chicago for uh, two years. Um, that city is great for drinking and sports. Um, I do not like their sports teams. Let's not get it twisted. But I think that city is magnificent. But it is not better than the city I currently sit in, which is Detroit, Michigan, um, my home where I work, live, and play. Um, and to be specific about where we are, I currently find myself uh, downtown Detroit at the brand new, beautiful Foundation Hotel in their podcast studio. Yeah, it's like a full studio, four mics sitting around, headphones, computer, whole nine yards. Um, and I'm very grateful for the opportunity that I was given. Uh, to use this um, with really no resume or credentials to even be allowed to handle this equipment. Um, I've never recorded a podcast. Um, you know, just really grateful to have the opportunity to record in here as opposed to yelling into, uh, you know, my headphones into a phone. 
Um, so the podcast might suck ass, but at least the sound quality is decent. And again, apologize for my shitty voice. But in the world of sports right now, you know, we're kind of in that we're in that weird stage uh, where you know there's no basketball, there's no hockey, there's no football, um, and people are just kind of losing their minds. Like the only sport on right now is baseball, and the Tigers stink. They just suck to watch. They uh, they bring me probably the most hate of any team right now, and that's and that includes teams I hate. I hate the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, I really do. And even them going back to back with the cut. Oh God, that's tough to say. But I don't even know. They're not bringing me as much hate as the Tigers are right now. The Tigers are so frustrating because all you want them to do is be good. And they just can't. They're they're sitting eight under five hundred right now, um, so it's tough. It's tough to be into sports right now, especially if you don't like baseball, or even if you do like baseball. The one baseball team you like in Detroit just they just fucking stink. Um, so when you're in this weird time of one sport going on, and it happens to be baseball, and baseball's a boring sport to a lot of people. Don't get me wrong, I could watch baseball from the first pitch to the last pitch, all nine innings, no problem. A lot of people can't. And I totally see why. It's a slow-moving game, and it could be boring if you're not into it. I get it. Um, but in this time, weird things happen. You know, uh, People start freaking out about small shit because they don't have their, their regular daily sports action outside of baseball. So, you know, at Little Caesars Arena, they, they paint – the Little Caesars logo on top instead of a Red Wing, and people, like, shit their pants. Like, oh, I thought, I thought it was going to be a big LAT light, light up Red Wing. You know, it, well, sorry, like, shit changed. Like, they put the sponsor's logo on it. The Pistons are going to play there. You can't have a light up Red Wing with the Pistons playing there. It makes, it makes no sense. Um, you know, so people got to overreact to that because the Wings aren't playing, and they didn't even get playoff hockey this year. So they got to, you know, they got to lose their minds over that. And additionally to that, you'll just start getting, like, obscure – sport-ish shit that goes on. Um, like Discovery Channel running a program about Phelps racing a shark, um, which was just a complete disaster nightmare. I don't know if any of you guys saw it. Came on at 8 o'clock on the Discovery Channel Sunday, uh, an hour before Game of Thrones, you know, with the headline, like, you know, Michael Phelps is going to race a fucking shark, like the greatest swimmer of all times, going to race the fucking scariest animal that there is uh a shark right before shark week it was it was genius on behalf of discovery channel but you got about 55 minutes of watching michael phelps strap on shark type shit to give him a chance versus the shark you learn about how the shark lives and then michael phelps races like a cgi shark and it just like sucks ass um it really sucked. I don't know if anybody saw it. And the shark was CGI. I don't know why I would have thought a real shark would have came out. But but that's kind of the weird shit that you get in this time. It's why the ESPYs are always the day after the MLB All-Star game. Because there's literally nothing going on outside of, like, maybe Wimbledon. Um, so right now we're just in that weird stage. And we're trying to gear up for football season. And, you know, we're, we're in that gear-up time. Um, we're circling right around, you know, that month range. Um, I know personally, I just looked at, um, my first, you know, mock draft kind of for fantasy and it's, you know, we're about ready. We're about ready to start to get excited for football season. Um, but until then, uh, we got to deal with, 
we got to deal with some baseball matters. And right now, the biggest matters are the trade deadline. And for the Tigers, that's you know, we're sellers for the first time probably since, I don't know, 2005. Uh, you know, JD is already gone. Um, that, that really broke my heart. I know it needed to happen. Uh, you know, I'm not really excited about the return we got. But then again, it's one of those wait and see situations. But I was at the point where I was ready to see Miguel Cabrera go before JD Martinez. And I know that sounds nuts, but, you know, because Miggy's the MVP, the Triple Crown. I just absolutely loved JD Martinez. And he was just so lovable to the fans. God, I feel, I feel bad talking shit about Miggy. I, re- I love Miggy. Don't get me wrong. I fucking love him. And he's a boozer. He boozes hard, um, which I just love and respect. And he bounced back from his DUI. And he's just a fucking awesome hitter. And he's given Detroit so much to be excited about. But JD just had a heart of gold. And he was just a diamond in the rough that we f- pulled out of the fucking garbage in Houston. When Houston had nobody, JD was doing so bad that they got rid of him. We found him, and he just slaps dingers, hits for average, keeps smiling, works hard, just love the guy. And I wish him nothing but the best in Arizona. And I shit my pants when he took that one off the wrist. When he took that thing off the wrist, I thought he broke his wrist. I felt so bad. But he's back. I mean, he just, he just hit an absolute bomb off their center field screen. And, you know, D-backs, I'm pulling for you. Go D-backs all the way. <sighs> but I digress. Um, you know, the biggest thing we have to deal with right now, like I said, Trade deadline and the Tigers. Um, a lot of people think JV is going to go. Uh, I'm reading that like they're going to do anything to get rid of them. You know, they're offering money, they're offering package deals, they're doing anything to get JV out of here. It was nice to see him get the standing ovation last night. Um, remember, I'm recording this on Tuesday night. Um, you guys, it'll come out Wednesday, but it is Tuesday night right now for me. So uh, last night's game got a standing O. Might be his last time in a Tigers uni. You know, he's done a lot. He's going to say all the right things. You know, he's going to give you the old, you know, I love the fans. I love this city. And, you know, I believe him to an extent. But I also think that guy is so rich with a supermodel girlfriend that, you know, he just he wants a World Series. And, you know, the Tigers are old. I don't know if we're going to give it to him. And, you know, he'll say bye. But, you know, J.D. did it with tears in his eyes. And I really think he, he really loves this place. And I think J.V., you know, he's accomplished a lot. And... He's got he's got Kate Upton, and you know he'd like to go somewhere to win a World Series. Um, so Godspeed, whatever you do, JV. Um, I would love it if uh, you know you and me could grab lunch and hang out a little bit, you know, before you dip to whatever city you're gonna go to. Um, but if not, that's cool too. You know, fuck me. Uh, I guess I'll find someone else to find someone else to hang out with. But with that being said, that actually is a good segue into our, our next section, um, segment here. And as I, as I do this, I'm going to try to get better every week. I'm going to try to bring you guys this every Wednesday morning, and hopefully I'll just get better at it. Maybe I'll get worse. And again, Foundation Hotel could just say, like, fuck you, that was inappropriate and ridiculous, and you, I don't even know why we let you in here in the first place. They may never let me do this again. But we're going to move to the next segment. And the reason I said it was a good segue is because the death of me and Justin Verlander's friendship leads to this segment I call RIP, and it, it just stands for Rest in Peace. And it's the things throughout the week that we are going to wave goodbye to. So this week, 
what we're waving goodbye to is Microsoft Paint. Uh, Microsoft said they are getting rid of Microsoft Paint. It'll no longer be available in their software or their computer, whatever the hell you want to say. Um, you know, and the kids these days, kids these days have no idea what it was like to sit at home with no video games and maybe your mom was on the phone so you couldn't get on the internet and you just had to go dick around in Microsoft Paint. And maybe uh, that's why, that's where we all learned, me and my Catholic school boys learned to draw all the dicks. Um, what I remember vividly about Microsoft Paint was I used to love dump canning black all over the page and then just drawing circles and filling those in and then printing them out. And then I printed out about 10 of them and the printer ran out of ink. My dad still doesn't even know what a computer is and just he just beat my ass for using all the, all the ink. He just he couldn't fucking believe he didn't know how I could use all the ink in one little fucking artistic venture as a little kid and he just beat my ass and that was the last time i ever did that and that, those are my uh those are my paint memories is basically drawing dicks and um you know printing too much and my dad beat my ass so good times um last segment i want to touch on here is i'm just a huge i'm a pretty huge game of thrones fan uh i won't claim to know the most or anything like that i just you know i really enjoy watching the show you know, and that, you know, might not be too creative for you guys. I don't really care. Everyone watches the show. You don't watch the show. I'm going to talk about it because I really fucking enjoy it. Um, me and my girlfriend actually watched season one, episode one through season six, episode, whatever it was, um, to get to this point in the last few months. So really excited about, uh, this seventh season. It's, you know, the first ones that I've had to wait on, you know, I, you know, I just would binge them like the lazy fuck that I am. But now I actually have to wait on them like everybody else, and it's, it's, it's grueling. It's tough to do. It's hard to wait for that next episode. But what I want to do here is take each episode and pick my winners and losers from each episode. So in doing this, um, I refer to my group chat that I have called Thrones Thread, um, where it's just like five or six of us, you know, we text about Game of Thrones when we're not working uh, I mean, when we're when we're at work, not working. Just to just to clarify that, um, and I wanted to get their opinion. You know, like, hey, what, what's your week one winners and losers? You know, week two winners and losers. What do you got? And one of my buddy had real sound logic. You know, I like this person because of that. This person didn't do so well because of that. You know, blah blah blah. Um, and you know, another one of my buddies was just kind of like blind loyalty. Like, I like this guy. This guy's always a fucking winner. I hate this bitch because she's just a fucking loser. Like, okay, all right, we get you. Calm down. You know, I kind of wanted you to break it down, but all right, I got you. That's hard loyalty. We all have it. Um, I personally am stark loyal. I can't help it, even though I don't know if they have the killer instinct to sit on, sit on the Iron Throne. I like the Starks no matter what. Almost no matter what those damn Starks do, I just have, I just have a love affair with them that I can't shake. But then I, I, uh, then I had another buddy who uh, was just really into death. Like, the winner's just, like, he's in a dark place right now. He's not, you know, thinking too hard. He just said anybody anybody who died, you know, was a winner. Um, so that was dark. That's a little bleak. But, hey, everyone's got their own opinions. All right, so moving on. Let's get into our week one winners and losers. So for week one, I thought it was absolute flames episode, absolute flames return for games, Game of Thrones. Um, we got winners, 
Arya. Uh, probably the hottest, one of the hottest scenes in Game of Thrones yet, when she demasks herself and she just wipes out the entire Frey family. One fail swoop. That was an absolute kick to the dick, gut punch of excitement, and it really, oh, it got me going. Arya Stark, number one clear winner. Number two, I got the whole Khaleesi gang from fucking Tyrion to the eunuch, everyone involved. Um, you know, they don't say shit the whole time, but that ending I just thought was so beautiful. Shall we begin? And you're just you're just kind of fired up because then you know the next episode's going to feature a lot of Khaleesi, a lot more dragons. It's going to be a lot, lot more exciting. Um, and just another week one winner, Jon Snow. Uh, Jon Snow, clear winner. Um, Gets a little undermined by Sansa there. Um, a lot of my friends don't like Sansa. I'm a big Sansa fan. Um, I like Sansa. She's had just a shit life and whatever. So she undermines Jon Snow, and she kind of sounds like she has a good point. And you're kind of wondering, like, shit, is Sansa going to start taking the show over? And Snow, just being the leader boss that he is, just puts her right in her place. And lo and behold, Jon Snow's a winner. Uh, losers from week one, um, the, the entire Frey family, they just ate shit drank shit and died actually they just drank shit and died so the Frey family's wiped out we'll never see them again which was um just beautiful i got jamie lannister as a loser uh cersei gets greeted by uh euron Greyjoy, and you know he's losing steam he's got one hand i think cersei's losing interest in him he can't really fight um so i'm curious to see where he'll go but his confidence definitely definitely took a hit um and then, I, you know, Ed Sheeran, I got him as a loser. Uh, I love Ed Sheeran with all my heart, and I thought he did wonderful in his cameo role, but man, everyone shit on him for it. And I, you know, I don't know why, and he ended up deleting the Twitter, you know, so that can't be in the W category. Um, so Ed Sheeran, love you, man. Um, maybe Bran, Bran will wog into you, and you can do uh, Shape of You on top, of the, on top of the hill, or on top of the mountain. Castle on the Hill's your song, I want you to sing on the wall i want you to sing shape of you on the wall i butchered that i'm sorry team all right let's move on to week two week two winners um i got i got euron Greyjoy. i mean he just fucking raided those ships drops down drops down on the uh the fucking boat and just crushes that guy and just wipes everyone out uh that was pretty incredible that's a that's a w for for uh, that guy for euron um, Grey Worm getting laid. I didn't even know he had a dick. Or di does he have a dick? Or does he have no ball? I don't know what he's got going on down there, but whatever he's got, it's working. Grey Worm gets laid. Um, you know, congrats on the sex. Um, all right, moving on to... Oh, another winner. I got another winner here. Um, I got Hot Pie down, just because that guy is a winner. He's a fat ass. He survives with his cooking. Um, and he had an awesome line... Uh, calling Arya attractive or good-looking, whatever he said. He said, oh, you're pretty good-looking. I thought that was hilarious. Arya turns out a winner of that, finding out that the Starks have the North again. So Arya, back-to-back -back weak winners. Um, I think the overall winner there um, is Euron with, for, like, real reasons. But, like, in my book, Grey Worm is the, is the winner. Um, losers? Uh, Tyrion Lannister, uh, my favorite midget in the world. He loses because... His plan sucked. Um, his plan was incorrect. They just got jumped right away. Um, so you're a loser. Uh, terrible idea. You lose. Uh, Littlefinger, 
Baelish, I hate Lord Baelish. Um, he's he's definitely a loser. Jon Snow, you know, pinned him against the wall, choked him, should have killed him. Would have loved if you would have killed him, but obviously he's not going to kill him. But he's just a snake rat fuck, and I'm glad he got roughed up a little bit by Jon Snow, who is my favorite character right now. Jon Snow, that is. Um, and then really big loser is uh, Theon Greyjoy. Uh, I mean, you know, his uncle or whatever that relation is got a knife to his sister's neck staring at him you're wondering if theon Greyjoy is back maybe he's no longer being reek and instead he whips out his vagina and jumps in the water um maybe that was his only option i don't know but he looked pretty scared and it was pretty hilarious and he falls in the loser category for week two but all right team i'm approaching uh 30 minutes here i said that'd be my absolute deadline i tried to cut it at 25 but i just can't stop talking apparently um, that will be, conclude the first uh, Champagne Athletics podcast, um, The Fizz. So The Fizz is coming to an end. I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope you'll listen ne- next week, and I hope everyone has a wonderful week. Um, I feel like I should have a, some tagline to sign off, but really, I got nothing. So here's a song I'm going to play. Goodbye. Okay, we poppin' champagne like we won a championship game. Look like I got on a championship game. Cause I bought